You're listening to For the Love of Avocados, a podcast by Mission Produce. With almost four decades of fresh avocado experience, we're here to guac about tips and tricks, avocado farming, marketplace trends, and everything in between. So without further ado, let's get right to it. Welcome to the seventh episode of For the Love of Avocados, for the love of a healthy brain on food. I'm your host, Denise Junquero. On today's show, we have Dr. Uma Naidu, a nutritional psychiatrist with Harvard Medical School. She has written a fascinating book, This Is Your Brain on Food, focusing on how food can support brain health and well-being, fighting things like ADHD, anxiety, depression, OCD, and more. Welcome to the show, Dr. Naidu. We're very excited to have you and talk about this fascinating concept of psychiatric nutrition. How did this come to be for you? So, you know, it was an interesting path for me, Denise. I always loved food from my childhood, was surrounded by it in my South Asian family, uh, Was spent a lot of time with my grandmother growing up because my mom was in medical school. And so I was surrounded by watching her, you know, pick fresh vegetables from the garden and cook meals from scratch. And it sort of was in, you know, something that I was exposed to all of the time and that I enjoyed. But when I went to medical school and I learned more about mental health and psychiatric medications, I also realized that they come with devastating side effects. And I felt that one of the things we were not leaning into was other lifestyle things and lifestyle changes that people could be making, including how we eat. And I really wanted to focus on this as one of the elements that I was asking people about, and it really grew to be a passion and interest, something I studied. And, you know, going to culinary school kind of cemented that, even though it wasn't planned that way. And so it all came together for me in a really interesting way, because at the same time, the burgeoning area of the gut microbiome research was coming forward, and it really was explained this food mood connection. So I really found my niche in nutritional psychiatry, which is using healthy whole foods to improve your mental well-being. It does not exclude medications or therapy, and it definitely includes positive lifestyle changes that are sustainable compared to the fad types of diets that people uh, get caught up in at times. Yeah. The fact that you have written a book, This Is Your Brain on Food, and talk about all the ways that food can actually not only boost your mood, but prevent some of these mental health situations that arise in people. You know, I think a lot of times when people come across where they've maybe been diagnosed with depression or anxiety, especially after the year we're coming off of, I mean, so many people have said, I never experienced anxiety before. I never experienced depression before. And now with the pandemic and all of the different factors that that had put into people's lives, they started experiencing things. So how wonderful that your book came out last year, right around this time to provide this type of support for people, especially when they were cooking more at home than they ever had before. Uh, were you seeing that trend and how did that just fit into your launch and really your messaging? You know, it's so interesting, Denise, because it was very difficult to be launching, a, a, be a debut author during a pandemic. And it was difficult to predict whether people would be interested. Book signings and bookstores were closed. Everything was virtual. There was no opportunity to connect with people, which is what took me to social media as creating a positive, positive platform to engage people around the topic of mental well-being. But as it turned out, 
because people were confined to home, they many were thinking more about food. Many were stressed by food, and many were, you know, trying to find solutions and 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 move away from stress eating and the amount of angst we were all feeling. And in some ways, we continue to feel. But it ended up that my book was. Uh, I, I feel very fortunate that it became a guide for people to think about how to eat healthy, realizing that we're all eating meals, eating several times a day, and the power of our mental health is also at the end of our fork. So just by making sure that we are consuming better nutrients and healthy whole foods is one way to optimize our mental well-being because the pandemic also showed us that there were so many people struggling with anxiety, depression, insomnia to the extent that it's been called coronasomnia and medications in mental health called Zoloft been on shortage during last year. So it was really an indicator that there were more new prescriptions descriptions and people really just not feeling well and we we know why social media i think has been a wonderful platform and that's actually how i had found you and so oh. we were really <laughs> excited when we that's were talking great. about you know the episode around health and you know when it came to your book and your brain on food and you capture so many different elements on social media and you really just make it super easy to digest these like quick, easy tips on not only how to boost your mood, but how to support your brain and how to support the health of your brain. Can you talk a little bit about some of these superfoods that you mentioned in your book, just around the different types of mental health and also just from a mood booster standpoint? Absolutely. So, you know, it often starts with things that people consider a little boring, like eating your leafy greens, which are rich in folate, a very important and key brain nutrient for mental well-being, because low folate levels are associated with depression and even at times a loss of brain cells. Um, another is those healthy fats that you can get from omega-3s, uh, either plant-based or seafood sources, and, you know, foods like avocado or extra virgin olive oil. They also come with a rich number of other nutrients which are important for brain health. Um, I love the color of the rainbow because the different colors of veggies bring that biodiversity to the gut, meaning that those microbes that live in our gut want to eat all types of antioxidant and anti-inflammatory foods that these plant foods bring. So that's another good one to up your veggie game, uh, you know, eat different colors and textures and make it fun, but you're also supporting your mental health that way. These are just some basic tips to get started. And one of my other favorites is leaning into spices, um, you know, using them in an innovative and different way to spice up your meals and make them more interesting. Yeah. And, you know, it's still, it's still a going trend of eating at home. Our stats have shown that even though people are out and about and really excited to be out and about, it's become a habit to eat at home more. And so this just provides another tool to support your home life, really, and your natural well-being. Absolutely. You know, research prior to the pandemic showed that if you eat, if you consume meals at home, you naturally consume fewer calories. And when you are eating at home and preparing your meals at home, even if you're not following a special diet, you're just generally eating healthier and consuming fewer calories. So I think that the, the, the consequence of the pandemic has probably been very helpful for people just experimenting a little bit with cooking, spending more time in the kitchen, getting used to it because, you know, so, some of us didn't have another choice. It, it was it was a very sudden change that happened. And I think we can only hope to use that in a positive way for our mental well-being. 
you know, we also saw not only were people eating at home, they were actually eating more avocados and you wow. had touched on. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was wonderful. It's, it's wonderful to see. And one of the reasons our studies showed was because of the health benefits and you had slightly mm-hmm. touched on, you know, avocados in support of just mental well-being. Mm-hmm. but you know, avocados are a superfood. They have 20 different nutrients. What are the things that you're seeing the avocado support from the different mental health situations that you kind of reference in your book? So, you know, I feel like it's one of those go-to fats that people should have every single day. And, you know, not everyone has access to them uh, or, or may not know them. You know, it's interesting that sometimes people don't know how to work with an avocado, meaning that they have guacamole or something at a restaurant, but they don't necessarily know how to, to make it at home. And yet it's super simple. It's so simple just to have a few slices of avocado with your salad. And it is so easy and delicious to add in the creaminess to a smoothie. I, I added to a chocolate mousse. So it's 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 super uh, interesting and and delicious. I feel that it's something we can easily lean on uh, because it is rich in fiber and rich in several vitamins that our brain needs to function optimally. So it's one it is one of those superfoods for brain food because. It, just by eating it, you don't even have to do anything to the avocado. Uh, by eating it as it is, I, I always just caution people about the portion control because it's very delicious and you probably want to eat the whole thing <laughs> in one go. But, you know, you, you still mm-hmm. have to pay attention to um, having, you know, a quarter of a medium avocado is usually what I suggest to people for serving. You know, if, a little bit, if, if you want to a little bit more, but just, but just be aware of balancing out and making sure that you're eating it on a regular basis. Yeah. And, you know, talking about those key nutrients, you know, avocados have fiber, like you mentioned, they have magnesium, they have vitamin E, just among a few of um, those elements, which you also reference in your book. How key are those to our mental well-being, those nutrients? They are extremely key because, you know, um, magnesium is involved in at least 300 biochemical reactions in the body. Magnesium is associated with lowered anxiety levels. So, including avocado is going to definitely be more more filling because of the fiber content. The healthy fats are going to be great for your brain, but it's also going to be something that will help and target those symptoms just by including it in a sort of regular way into your diet. You know, one of the things that we've done here is avocados as like a substitute, right? So we built a program around, it was called Op for Avo. And it's really about Mm. utilizing avocados as your alternative fat, right? So as an alternative to like mayo, Mm -hmm. butters, oils, and so forth, if you're looking for more of a nutritious and to be a little more nutrient dense in your cooking. So Mm -hmm. you mentioned, Mm -hmm. you know, you make a mousse. We talk a lot about like substituting the oils in your brownies using avocado Mm. or like in your pastas, that sort of thing. And using that substitution. So you're getting those extra nutrients and the fat and the mono fats. So can you talk a little bit about, not necessarily completely about avocados, but other types of things that you're seeing as different substitutes to get those nutrients for our brain health and mental well-being, maybe in other things. I know you mentioned the Mediterranean diet in your book or lifestyle Mm -hmm. in your book. What are other elements you're seeing as good substitutes to just make those small little changes? 
Absolutely. You know, there are some simple things like including prebiotic fiber and foods in your diet, and that can be done quite easily with things like garlic, um, onions, chives, leeks that can be included as well as several other foods. And what those foods do is they feed the good microbes in your gut and they create balance. And by feeding the good microbes, they are nurtured and they can function optimally for many aspects of our health, including our mental health. Then, you know, foods that I like to tap into are fermented foods. Every culture has one. Some of my favorites are kefir, kombucha, uh, miso, and tempeh, because the live active cultures, again, are great for your gut and therefore great for your mood. Other things are spices. Tapping into your spice cabinet is another one that will help you with mental health symptoms. One of my favorites is turmeric with a pinch of black pepper, um, you know, eating uh, a square of dark chocolate and getting used to extra dark uh, raw natural chocolate, 75% or darker, is a great way to overcome those, those sugar cravings because as you your palate gets accustomed to the dark chocolate, you find you don't need to eat a whole uh, slab or whole candy bar. You actually have a square of the chocolate. You're paired with a healthy fruit, a piece of fruit, and you, you really enjoy a delicious snack. So this way of eating is a lifestyle, right? So it's, it's about building onto your plate and thinking about your plate in a slightly different way. Rather than focusing on the number of calories, you just think about different portions and veggies are easy to do in that way because with, with leafy greens or those colorful veggies, they're not high calorie, but they bring back super superpower nutrients to your plate. Then you have the healthy fat, you know, maybe you have sliced avocado and you choose your, your source of protein that you like. Uh, and you, you know, you eat, eat in a balanced way that will nurture your body and your mind. You know, one of the other things I found just super interesting in your book was this conversational piece around absorption rates and how the spices mm -hmm. support it. You know, I think a lot of us have always heard how, you know, if you utilize magnesium, it helps with vitamin D, but you talk a lot about different spices and how mm -hmm. those support the absorption rate of all these fruits and vegetables that you're talking about and gaining, capitalizing on those nutrients even more with the uses mm -hmm. of these spices. Do you want to yep. talk a little more in depth about that? You know, one of my favorite go-to spices is uh, turmeric with a pinch of black pepper. So the piperine from black pepper enhances the bioavailability of the active ingredient curcumin in turmeric. So simple things to do are just, you know, including these in uh, in your everyday diet. And if you don't cook, add it to a tea, a super smoothie. Turmeric is also um, involved in, in being anti-inflammatory and antioxidant. So the reason that I think spices are really super spices is that so many of them have these brain uplifting elements. And, you know, saffron has been studied in terms of depression. Uh, oregano and, and some other herbs have been studied in terms of energy and brain fog. So it's sort of, you know, interesting to, it's sort of an ignored thing in our kitchen often, you know, we're cooking with spices all the time, but we're not really thinking of those as super healthy nutrients to help our brain function. I feel like you're almost using your kitchen as a lab. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, it's, it's, much more, it's much more fun that way. <laughs> exactly. You know, I think, I mean, and I think a lot of us were using it maybe as a different type of lab through the pandemic as we were trying new recipes and so forth. But, you know, looking at it this way to support our well-being is, is really, really fascinating and pretty cool. What would you say out of all of the different mental health situations that you outline, what's the number one thing that sticks out to you the most that you feel people can 
easily combat with just these slight adjustments in their diet? You know, it's difficult to say, uh, Denise, because every because of the uniqueness of each of our microbiome, a person may respond differently to a healthy food compared from one person to the next. So it's it's tough to generalize that. But what I would say is that when people start to adopt healthy lifestyle changes, which is in fact what these nutritional psychiatry strategies are, um, basically eating a healthy whole foods diet with specifics around foods to include and foods to avoid, which are the list at every chapter at the end of every chapter of my book. You, I, I find that what people they they start to feel emotionally better. They start to feel physically better. The anti-inflammatory content of the foods that they're eating help things from joint pain. Others will lose a pound of few and get very excited about that because all in all, they're they're actually embracing a healthier way of eating. And you know, I think that that is is really key because what we want to be able to do is make this part of the 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 very real everyday life that we lead instead of making it a plan or a diet which which does not and i think that that's important to delineate here because by eating all of the foods we mentioned in just an ongoing way thinking of different ways to cook them meal prepping having them you know ready in the fridge having you know whether it's your ripe avocado or whether it's your cut veggies in in the fridge ready for a creamy dip or add it to a smoothie or um, do some roasted veggies all of this becomes part of the way you think about your life uh, rather than it feeling more of a stress to to do these things or make these changes so really just tapping into the way you're feeling, stocking your fridge and pantry with the key things that you need to stay healthy and support your well-being. It's just going to be a really positive lifestyle change for many if you adopt it. And it's, it's really pretty easy to just kind of stock the pantry with those key items, stock the fridge, you know, when you're doing your grocery shopping, just making sure, like you always say, the rainbow is with, Mm -hmm. is there and present. It is. And and I think what it is, it takes a little bit of effort because a lot of those, you know, foods, uh, let's face it, and and by the way, frozen veggies, um, uh, like frozen cauliflower, broccoli or frozen blueberries are all great and and easy to use in this country because they flash frozen at their peak. And so add those in. But, you know, when you're in the produce aisle, some people are put off because they don't want to clean a whole head of of cauliflower. They don't want to spend the time prepping the broccoli, but you can get those frozen as a way to start. At least get your veggies that way. And there's nothing wrong with the frozen veggies. Just steam them or roast them and add in those spices and healthy fats and, and, and they still can be part of your diet. But it's true, Denise, it needs that extra step of planning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of prepping or, or, be, or being mindful of what am I going to eat next week? How can I include more veggies? Or, um, you know, how can I have those leafy greens on hand, those prebiotic fiber foods, um, those healthy proteins that I'm choosing? Uh, you know, am I getting my healthy fats in? It, it, it's one has to be mindful and and planning a little bit, because if you just wait to see what's in your fridge and surprise yourself, you're probably going to reach for a candy bar or you're going to reach for a less healthy snack than if you if you spend a little bit of time planning, uh, planning to have some healthy foods on hand. Well, this conversation has been nothing short of amazing. It's been not only very informative, but I think, you know, very life changing for a lot of people. If you kind of just tune in and listen to, you know, what you've had to say, we like to close out every show with what is your favorite way to eat an avocado? 
Oh, you know, I gave it away. Um, <laughs> I gave it away. So I have, I, uh, one of the things I developed over COVID was people were reaching out to me, Denise, constantly saying, you know, I'm, I'm eating too much ice cream. I, I, I don't know how to get away from desserts and talking on social media and stuff. So I d- devised a, des- a creamy dessert with to make a chocolate mousse with avocado as the creamy, tapping into that creaminess and the rich nutrients and the fact that it has, it is a brain healthy ingredient. And that's actually my favorite way to have avocados. Although, you know, when I when I have them on hand, I will add them to a great Asian salad that I make, almost like a chopped slaw. I love adding avocados to that. So I put them in whenever I can. But if you had to, if you had to hold me to my favorite, it would be my uh, avocado chocolate mousse. And we don't always reveal that it's avocado until people see the recipe. We just call it chocolate mousse because honestly, when you look at it, it looks like chocolate mousse. So. This is so true. Well, it's wonderful to hear you're already opting for Avo. Um, really, really great to hear. And we would love to share your recipe on our social media channels as well, okay. because I'm sure a lot of people would be really interested, especially those of us with a sweet tooth and mm-hmm. uh, wanting to adopt more of a healthier lifestyle to support our brains. So Absolutely. thank you so much, Dr. Nandu. It was a pleasure to have you. And it's just been a joy hearing um, more about your expertise and how we can support our brain and mental health. So thanks for joining us. Thanks so much. Thank you, Denise. Thanks so much for having me. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much, Dr. Naidu. This was an insightful conversation on how food can once again support our well-being. This is the seventh episode of For the Love of Avocados. As always, we want to know what you think. So subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen, leave us a rating or write us a review. Don't forget to check out Dr. Naidu's book, This Is Your Brain on Food. You can join the conversation online by using the hashtag for the love of avocados or follow us on social at Mission Avocados. Once again, thanks for tuning in today. We look forward to next time. 